0: Welcome to the sound and marketing podcast. I'm your host, Gina Isham, owner and founder of dreamer productions and sound in marketing learning. I create, consult and educate brands and individuals on the power of sound in marketing. For this season, I wanted to focus on definitions because if you don't fundamentally understand the industry, it's harder to navigate it and harder to ultimately succeed. And that's why every episode will start with what is. Today, we will be defining dynamic ads with my very special guest, Sam Crowther of A Million Ads. Sam is an experienced creative director in broadcast radio with both Global and Bauer, Europe's two largest groups. He is now leading the creative development of the world's first dynamic, personalized digital audio campaigns with ad tech startup, A Million Ads. Since launching in 2015, a Million Ads has revolutionized audio advertising with dynamic poems, songs, DCO, listener name, dynamic music, accents, and binaural mixing across dozens of international markets with a direct music streaming, radio, podcast, and programmatic integrations. Welcome to the show, Sam.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: I hope I said that right. Binaural?
1: binaural well everyone's calling it 3d audio at the moment so maybe that's easier isn't it
0: (laughs) okay 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 got it yes there's so many definitions now and again that's why i start each episode with what is because it's so so easy to get lost in all that there is and there's a lot and i'm i'm realizing more and more every single day with my research it's fascinating um why don't we go ahead and just start with your personalization of you and your company
1: like you said, I my whole career up to recently was in broadcast radio in the creative side. So writing, producing, uh, pitching, talking about the power of sound right from the sort of late 1990s when I started my career. Um, and, and it seemed logical to talk about the power of sound because... Way back then, like salespeople at radio stations would would say, "Radio is this amazing advertising medium," and then say, "We're going to show you loads of slides now, and wait till you see the brand video." <laughs> and we used to think, "Well, that's kind of crazy." If you're a creative, like the medium is the message. So, so we kind of developed a um, a power of sound presentation. Um, and then one of my previous colleagues that I worked on on a brand called XFM uh, in in the UK. Uh, Steve Dunlop founded a million ads, I think in sort of 2015. um, And he invited me to sort of join and and, and help launch it. And he'd developed a bit of software that allows the creation of huge uh, numbers of ads. uh, So you can do personalization and then deliver those ads to the right person at the right time in the right place, listening to the right uh, bit of content or what have you. And then since then, we've been um, serving campaigns and it's been growing exponentially. We, we have integrations in the US with Pandora and people like that. We also have programmatic integrations. So uh, we can serve ads through things like the Trade Desk and AdsWiz, people like that. Um, and we're always pushing the boundaries of what personalization um, means. So that's kind of brings us up to the present day, I guess.
0: You, you struck a, a chord for me when you said that it is dependent on the medium, the platform that you're using. And, um, you know, up until, gosh, not long ago, maybe 15 years, 10, 15 years, the, the medium of choice was TV. So you were sold to just by broadcast advertising, and you had your visual and your sound modalities. And that was just it. Like that was where you were. But now, my gosh, I can't even keep track with the internet and streaming and all of these mobile devices. And I mean, now there's like interactive billboards, like it's everywhere. It's just all the different mediums. Um, you can't keep track. And so you can't just copy and paste a TV ad and put it on radio or put it on XYZ. And um, that that's why I think the the personalization is is so imperative.
1: When I present, I talk about the sort of psychology, uh, and I know that you you're, you're fascinated in this area as well. So the, and and the reason I have a, such an interest in it is because I'm bizarrely being kind of my whole career being in audio. I'm actually mono-oral. so I've spent my entire life only hearing out of one ear, and um, that I always argue that that gave me an advantage because I had a very conscious awareness of what sound means right from when I was essentially born or when I started thinking about it because I had to go to hearing tests and um and actually my reading and writing was was pretty slow in the, the my early school days and my dad um, thought that a musical education would, would help and it did because um there is a theory that the two hemispheres of a brain have a bias towards factual or emotional information through the left and right ear so actually my brain was having to readjust to that new reality and everything coming from one side and um, but a musical education helped and because music stimulates the the entirety of the brain, as you know, and um, and and so I've always been consciously aware of sound, what it means. And I also then had a musical education. So most people who are conscious of sound are quite often musicians um, themselves or actors as well. Actors get that training in voice mm, delivery, mm-hmm. but musicians particularly. Uh, so I've always had that fascination of the sort of psychology of communication and sound.
0: I did check out your TEDx. So I, I heard about that. Uh, it's it's fascinating. I think that like when you're lacking something, you're more aware of it when it's around. I don't know. Maybe that's total BS. But <laughs> um, so let's uh, we've been talking for a little bit, but let's flat out define it. What would you call what is a dynamic ad?
1: So a dynamic ad is one um, where the line. So if you think about a radio ad, an audio ad, you have. A uh, Music bed, perhaps you might have some sound effects and then you'll have different voice lines. They could be multiple voices or they could be a single voice. Any of those elements in that ad can change by data that is known about the listener at the time that the ad is served. So what that means is so if you take the music bed, if they're listening to a hip hop playlist on Pandora or Spotify, we could put in a hip hop bed to make it sound like it's, it's right for them or a classical bed if they're listening to classical music. The sound effects could be related to the time of day. Let's say you could have birdsong or the weather conditions or what have you. So um, we look up things like location from IP address. We can also then do the API lookup for weather. We can do you know, wind speeds, all the things that you get from your weather app, essentially, the weather condition Um and then we can do things around um, the device, so how you're connected to the internet, um, uh, the the type of device, whether it's a smart speaker, whether it's a mobile phone, how you're connected to the internet, so the um, uh, the internet service provider or the operating system, they all of these aspects can then change. And then so those are the one the sort of data points we can serve from all of the campaigns. But then you have all of these other publisher one data points potentially. So. uh, People like Pandora, people like Spotify will collect like which uh, playlist you're listening to or your behavior on the app, the audience segment that you could be part of. And again, that could inform um, changes in the lines or the music or any of the element of the ad could change because of it. So that's what a dynamic ad is.
0: I hope you're enjoying the show. For more on sound and marketing, check out soundandmarketing.com. This is where I house all the good stuff, like articles that I reference, media that I'm a part of, courses on sound's power and influence in marketing, and pretty much everything else that has to do with sound in marketing. For sound strategy and sonic branding creation, my company, Dreamer Productions, would love to chat with you. Check out the end of the episode for contact information or check out the show notes from this episode. We would love to help you make sound on purpose. Now back to the show so you could potentially even change over the voice actor like for example you're in the uk and if there's an ad being served in the uk maybe you'd have somebody with a british accent i'm in california maybe you would have somebody from the west coast or from america speaking uh just to to, to bring it all together to make you feel like comfortable in your environment am i correct
1: yeah absolutely and um you know, so yeah, different languages, different accents. We've done different accents within the UK as well. Um, the Scottish accents very different from the English and the Welsh and the Northern Irish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing is, once you have a template set up, you can then easily, you know, adapt it for different markets. And actually, the example I wanted to play um, to so you can hear a dynamic ad because I think hearing is the kind of yes. the obvious way. Um, so this is for Under Armour. And so we wrote this, and we've done lots of work with Under Armour in the UK. But we're currently working on a brief for this same uh, this same brief for the US. So actually, my US colleagues are writing and adapting this script uh, for the US. So it, hopefully, if you're listening uh, across commercial audio uh, in this this winter, you might be served a similar ad to this, but with a US <laughs> with a US voiceover. But but when you when you hear this, you'll hear lots of. You'll hear it like a, like a normal radio ad, but then there are lots of lines that will change with data. They're pretty obvious because what I'm trying to do with this is I'm layering up contextual data to make it feel personal. So imagine if you were actually out on a run while you're being served this ad. Under Armour asks, what type of person are you? The type lying in bed thinking of running or starting a week right already 2K in? The type that sees it's two degrees out, thinks forget it or so what? Bring it on. So which are you this Monday morning? The type making excuses? Or out pounding the streets of Bath? Fully kitted out in Under Armour Rush, Cold Gear. You give it all, we give it back. Get winter ready with Cold Gear from Under so the the whole thinking about that is the mental battle we all have in our heads to go and do more exercise. So I imagined if I was lying in bed. So if that ad was served first first thing in the morning and you were listening to your commercial audio, it would it would challenge you. It's like you know, sometimes you're the person lying in bed, but sometimes you're the person out running. So why aren't you the one out running? And then it goes mm-hmm. through the weather condition. So we have the live weather condition. We had the live temperature. Um, I live near Bath in the UK. So that's why the location call out was Bath. Um, and so all of that contextual data is there to to layer up and challenge you. But then there are different lines for are you at your desk? you know, rather than in bed, because you might not be in bed in the middle of the day, you might be at your desk, or you might be on the couch if it's the evening. And so you can hear how all of those lines can be different lines that are recorded, and then they have the data applied to them.
0: Very interesting. And do you have, like, how do you how do you test these? Do you test them, like, geographically? Like, how, how does the testing process go for for this sort of thing?
1: Yeah, testing for audio is tricky. Actually, I mean, we do do a lot of testing, um, and we use a company called A Test. Uh, Funny enough, I always find it really tricky because for me, um, one of the the key strengths of dynamic personalization is that um, you hear a different combination of those lines every time you're served an ad from the campaign. And when mm-hmm. I worked in broadcast radio, where you'd often put out just one bit of copy for the entirety of a campaign. The one thing that would always come back in research is that people don't like the repetition of the same message. It's not how humans communicate. If I came to you and and, and said the same thing over and over again, you'd think I was mad, <laughs> you know. So so in some ways, we what we talk about is being more human because actually humans do change how they talk about things, and and that's hard to test because when you when you play one bit of creative and you say how does that compare to another bit of creative. What you're not taking into account is the entirety of a campaign where you would be served lots of different versions and, and the, the, um, the cumulative effect of that um, happening. Uh, but we do do research. We do do A-B testing. We do do that sort of stuff. Uh, but with audio, it is it is slightly tricky.
0: It is subjective. Absolutely. Because I was thinking to myself for that ad, I am a runner, but I'm the one where it's like I have to roll out of bed and go. Before I convince myself out of it, I got to just go. And uh, I feel like if I heard that, and this is just, I'm probably not the audience for this. If I heard this whole like, because I'm competitive to myself and no one else, if somebody tells me what to do like well no I'm not going I'm not doing that
1: (laughs) the funny thing is that the 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 US uh, brief the adaptation has just taken into account exactly what you've just said which is so (laughs) which has just blown my mind in that it's absolutely right because I think in the UK you can be a bit more assertive and we can be a bit more in your face but the the funny thing is the US um, Under Armour brand team were saying exactly what you were saying. Don't be wow. quite as assertive and be a bit more relaxed about it. So that's great. We're on brief.
0: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I haven't talked to Under Armour. I'm not, I'm not coordinating with them or anything. That's that's fascinating. What are some common misunderstandings in dynamic ads for you?
1: I mean, the obvious one is that there's there's something called dynamic ad insertion. So um, you'll hear Spotify talking about dynamic ad insertion. And that's uh, uh that gets confused with fully dynamic ads because it's the word dynamic, um, and mm-hmm. dynamic ad insertion is where you have a podcast like yours, and rather than having a baked-in like uh, host read, um, the the ad spot is is dynamically inserted, so it can so even your back catalog can be updated with the most relevant and up to date campaigns. So that's what that means, and people sometimes confuse dynamic ads with the inserted ads, but generally. Um, there, is, there isn't a huge amount of misunderstanding there is an education job that we do for the market in that we go out and we explain what dynamic advertising is um and and that goes back to what I was saying about the psychology I there are, I always talk about the three um uh sort of drivers to human attention the first is 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 personal relevance now you heard of the cocktail party effect by Cherry and Broadbent were two psychologists that talked about the cocktail party, where someone mentions your name at a busy, noisy cocktail party, and you automatically get drawn to the conversation, even if Mm. you weren't part of it. What Mm -hmm. that proves is is something called selective attention. So the human brain is analysing huge amounts of data every moment of every day, and we filter what is important and what's not. And personal relevance, starting at the peak of that, being your name, Grabs your attention. But it could also be where you're from or, you know, like um, the football team you support or, you know, an interest of yours, a passion of yours, because they will always drive your attention. The second thing is contextual relevance. Now, this isn't a passion point. It could be that it's raining today. You know, that's contextual to your life. Do you need an umbrella or is it sunscreen because it's so hot? So that's contextual. But also, if you were going on, let's say, a motorway, the I 95 or something, and the radio was on it said, oh, there are problems on the I-95. You would automatically go, hold on, did they just say there were problems in the I-95? Now, that's not a passion point. Again, it's a contextual relevance. You're going on that freeway and you want to know if it's going to be a problem. And the third thing um, is when things are a threat to you. So loud bangs on the street or things that are unusual or unexpected will grab your attention. But those three things, you think the contextual relevance and personal relevance is what we can apply with data you know and and so that's what we talk about a lot about is is educating the market and saying you know why don't you think about approaching it this way because of these these reasons why we know it chimes with with human psychology
0: tune in next week for the conclusion to our conversation and don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels share with friends follow and rate spread the word because well more people should know about this stuff i know you know that now For those of you wanting more information on how sonic branding and sound marketing can be utilized within your brand, my company, Dreamer Productions, would love to help you out. We create, consult, and help strategize on how sound can be a more active presence in your marketing. We help you make sound on purpose. For inquiries, go to dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com and send us a message. You can also find me, Gina Isham, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. All links will be provided in the show notes. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.